0: What happens in between is all about that awkward middle phase of entrepreneurship. You know, after you've taken your first steps, but before you can live off your passion. Join me, Athena, as I learn from other emerging creators about the tactical and emotional methods they use to keep moving forward after the initial excitement of following your dreams meets the reality of following your dreams. Let's get into it. Today I have with me Nduala Koa who is the host and founder of the Dear Diaspora podcast. Um, and also, you guys just recently celebrated one year. Pew, pew, pew. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Super exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> what an exciting accomplishment.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been quite the year, um, but I've learned so much, and I'm just, just really excited to keep um, doing what I've been doing. So.
0: hmm Mm-hmm. I would love to just start with, how are you feeling? <laughs> are you okay? Man,
1: that is, I don't know if that's a light question, but <laughs> I'm i am doing okay. Um, I've just been telling people, like, I'm doing as best as I can be, given everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... I've recently like moved closer to my mom in San Antonio, Texas, and so that's been a shift. and I'm still kind of adjusting um, and trying to, I guess, get back to that rhythm that I was on when I was living by myself. So you mm-hmm. know, I was on my own. I had a certain routine and certain schedule, certain activities that I did to kind of get my mind off of things. But now I'm in a new city and it's like, you know, I have to start over. So I'm just in that, like, trying to settle in stage. And then same old, same. I'm working from home. Yeah, doing as, as well as I can be.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So let's get into Dear Diaspora. What is it about?
1: Oh, so Dear Diaspora hmm. is a podcast that is spotlighting innovators and change makers across the African diaspora. So we launched, we launched a year ago, like, yeah, September last year. And we, and when I say we, I mean me, like, (laughs) it's all all been me. (laughs) It's all been me um, all this time. And so um, I launched it because I really started to get into podcasts and stuff, and I loved podcasts like how I built this, um, ones that really, like went ones that really like took their time to get to know um, founders and people who've built these, you know, really great American companies and stuff. Um, And I just really enjoyed the podcast. I really enjoyed the content. And after I started to kind of listen, I was like, oh, like, let me see if there are other podcasts out there that are maybe focused on founders who have similar experiences to me, like um, African founders, or, you know, first generation Americans, or, you know, African immigrant founders, like, Or entrepreneurs or change makers. And I really didn't come across anything. Um, And I was like, oh, like, that's weird, because I've heard of all these really great um, innovators that, you know, live on the continent and around the world, um, but their stories are not being shared. um, And they're not really getting as much press as others. And I was like, I was like, hmm, maybe I should like <laughs> be the person yeah. to bring this, um, I guess, to the world. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of what inspired me to start uh, Dear Diaspora. Yeah, that's what I've been doing uh, since September last year. So it's been really cool. I've learned so much um, and there's still just so much to learn. Um, I've gotten really great feedback from listeners and I'm actually in the process of kind of slightly shifting my focus and Mm -hmm. um, including other types of content um, on the podcast. So a lot of people have said like, oh, like, you know, the interviews are great, but I would love to hear about, you know, let's say um, just like business insights. Uh, for mm. people interested in doing business on the continent, like, you know, what trends are shaping business currently? You know, what industries should I think about, you know, investing in? Um, which countries do I visit if I want to learn more about, you know, succeeding on the continent? Like, people want yeah. more, like, I don't want to say news, but people want more just information and Mm -hmm. education um which i think is great because i'm like oh i'm so like i'm very nerdy when it comes to stuff like that so i'm like oh perfect like i get to dig deep into you know certain insights and then share them like cool (laughs) like i can i can certainly do that so people want those kind of conversations and then they also want conversations about like culture maybe like the african immigrant experience people want those kind of conversations as well, which I found interesting. So I'm just in a process of trying to, trying to not make it too messy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want people confused when they tune in. Um, Mm -hmm. I want it to be kind of clear um, what they should expect from me. So um, yeah, lots of um, thinking that I'm doing and, and processing and reflecting. So it's just a really... Um, interesting time. For
0: mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. So I really like to dig into this this real-time process and so how are you going about getting this feedback uh, and even what prompted you to start I'm not sure if you've been you know asking for feedback this whole time but like what prompted you in this moment to sort of listen a little bit more um, and try and deliver something else or something more
1: yeah um so honestly one thing that made me really pause was looking at my numbers and my reach um like a year in i thought i would be in a different spot to be honest and so i've that's kind of what drove me to do kind of start asking questions like okay is it the content is it how i'm marketing the content am i just not reaching enough people do i need to you know be more broad and focus less on you know business per se because maybe not everyone's interested in business um and so the numbers um drove me there uh drove me to the point where i you know started to ask questions and then also just for my Looking back, I'm like what I've learned about you know starting anything meaningful or significant it's like you're going to have to kind of invest in yourself and if you have the opportunity to learn from others who've done it well, you should totally go for it yeah. and so looking back at like my numbers I was like hmm what could have like changed um, or what could I have done differently and one thing was, I'm a big fan of Side Hustle Pro, like Nikayla yeah. Matthews Akoma and what she does. And in the past, I was like, oh, like, should I like sign up for this, you know, podcasting course? I was like, I kind of know what I'm doing. I don't think I, I do. Um, but then a year later, I'm like, okay, you know, if I'm not where I'm at, let me learn from someone who's actually, you know, done super well and kind of figured yes not like hacked the space but you know she's figured yeah. it out so i'm like okay if i have the opportunity to learn from someone like that like why not and so i signed up for her podcast mogul's course and it's been really great so far it's made me really like ask lots of questions that i hadn't asked in the past and so a lot of the so one of the exercises is getting to know more about your you know perfect listener i've reached out specifically to people who fit the demographic I'm trying to reach and I know that they already listen to podcasts like outside of mine and all of them have either left a review or you know sent me a text or a quick message saying oh wow this is so great like keep going so I reached out to those people specifically because you know they've listened they've tuned in and I feel like they're in the best position to give me feedback about what kind of content they expect from the podcast. And so that's how I've gone about gathering that feedback from from people. Mm,
0: that makes sense. How do you ask the right questions? Mm. How do I ask my guests the right questions? No, but that's also a great question. I'm wondering how do you ask the how do you ask questions that will get you the information you need to better the content mm. that you're giving people? Ah, okay.
1: That's a good one. Um, how do I go about doing that? So, I mean, first, um, you know, the, the exercise that, you know, this course um, gave us already mm-hmm. outlined certain questions and those I think are a great starting point. So they ask questions like, you know what concerns? What particular concerns do you have around my podcast topic? Mm-hmm. Um, where do you go for resources about some of those concerns that you have? And so I think being able to just kind of dig into what their what their interests are, what their concerns are, what their um, what their goals are, I think is also really just telling. So a lot of the the people that I've spoken with, they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a pharmacy student. um, But as soon as I, you know, as soon as I'm done, I am like finding a way to contribute to the continent. Either, you know, I'd love to participate in some sort of project that maybe is building uh, like clinics, you know, um, in my home country, or if I can maybe if I can just go work there as like a pharmacist or a medical professional, it's like when I ask people their goals, it usually informs what kind of content they'd like to hear. Cause then from that I can say, Oh, let me find a physician who's started a clinic, um, in X country and kind of learn how they went about doing it. Some of their, you know, successes, some of their challenges, any sort of advice that they have for people looking to do the same thing—that's how I would say I, I get, you know, really great information.
0: That is a very interesting perspective. It makes total sense now that you've said it. But it—it's—it's it's almost like the inverse of asking about pain points. You know what I mean? Like instead of asking them to tell you what they're concerned about well, I mean, not necessarily what they're concerned about, but, like, what is hard for them. You can almost, like, reverse engineer it based off of what they're trying to do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, like, you know, I'm not ready right now, but I want to start a business in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. So that kind of information is like, okay, so maybe you're not going to find... For that particular person who's not ready, like maybe other types of content, other types of content is going to keep them engaged until they get to a point where they're like, oh, like I'm interested in starting a business. So with that person, it's like, okay, then what else are you interested in hearing about? Um, And then like one particular example, one of my cousins actually, he was like, oh, like um, I want to hear more about people who, Uh, young people like our age who've, who've returned back home, you know, Mm. like after living, after living abroad for some time, they've actually returned back home as a young person. And they're, you know, just trying to figure out what to do and, you know, where to work or what to kind of start. It's like he was looking for more of that type of content. Like, Oh, like would it be possible for me when I'm ready to actually successfully return back to my home country, like what would that look like? That's for, for him in particular, like that, that type of content he would find helpful. And not necessarily like here's a founder who lives in the US originally from Nigeria and he's built this tech startup. He's like, okay, yeah, that's great. Like, you know, that story's great, but I wanna hear about like, okay, someone who's gone back home and you know they're figuring things out as like a young person um so yeah so different i've gotten different um yeah different feedback and from different people but generally it's very much everyone's like i want africa focused content
0: yeah
1: however that looks like i want like africa focused content so i'm like okay but that's that's good to know
0: (laughs) definitely definitely It is interesting because diaspora is such a wide, it's literally meant to be widespread, you know, wherever you are, but that is something that you would probably have to ask your guests to find out that it's, like, people are more interested in the, like, continental Mm -hmm. Africa, like, what can I do there? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, and and
1: that's something that I'm, like, okay, because I've always been the type of person that's, Like, you know, like, there's this, like, tension between, like, Africans and Um, Mm African-Americans. I've never been the type of African that looks at African-Americans in, like, a a negative light because I've spent the majority of my life here in the U.S. Most Mm -hmm. of my friends are, you know, Black American. And so when I said, you know, when I started Dear Diaspora, I was like, okay, the diaspora is anyone of African descent, like anyone black, really. Um, and so the types of people I would reach out to or the types of, um, well, the types of guests I would reach out to, and then the types of um, like listeners I would try to reach, like I wanted it to be very like broad, like, you know, black people living in the U.S., African immigrants living in the U.S., first generation Americans living in the US, continental Africans, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, Africans living in, you know, Europe or, you know, wherever it is, wherever they are in the world, but I've, I've learned that that's, I'm, like, it might get confusing for people, because if they tune in as a Black American, wanting to hear from you know, a, a black woman founder, like, yes, that's great for them. But if, a, you know, an African immigrant tunes into the podcast, they might be like, oh, okay, like, this is a great story, but I'm not really connecting with it as much. Right. Um, so I feel like by trying to appeal to too many people, I'm kind of losing like that, that, you know, that loyal listener base that I hope mm-hmm. to, to build because people are going to just come in and out and be like, okay, I've listened to, like, two episodes because I only connect to those two episodes. But now, as I'm, like, really thinking about it, I'm like, okay, the majority of the people that tune in are, they do identify as African, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. most of them are living in the U.S. So it's like, I should probably focus on content that they are going to connect with and really resonate with. And that's not that's something that I I thought about in the beginning, but I was like, Oh no, like it's the diaspora. Like the diaspora means, you know, black people everywhere. Um, but then it's like, it's just, it's so broad to try and like get stories or people or have conversations with people like all over, like that might get a bit, um, overwhelming and, and confusing and, and not as, like, targeted, Um, Mm -hmm. and so now I'm, like, okay, Africa-focused content, like, whatever it is that I create, it's going to be, it's going to be somehow tied to the continent uh, because that's Mm -hmm. what people want to hear, and something interesting is I used to think, like, well, there are other content creators who are creating very Africa-focused content, so I don't need to be the person to, like, put out all of that content because they can find it elsewhere. Um, But then it's like, well, if they're tuning into my podcast and they already enjoy that type of content, why not get it from me and my podcast? Like, why not just, you know, meet their needs (laughs) instead of saying like, Oh, if you want to hear about returning to Nigeria, go watch this YouTube channel. Like, it's like, well, I'm already like, tuned in and interested in listening to your podcast. So, if you can deliver that content, like perfect. I don't need to like go all these places to find that content and so yeah, that's something that I'm like, ah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's it's all learning.
0: Yeah, this is very fascinating because this concept of niching down is so difficult so difficult um and it seems like it should be very easy like the questions feel straightforward who are you talking to like who specifically are you talking to and it's like (laughs) if you're reaching for three different things you need to niche down more and then yeah it's it's been uh, from my side of things with this podcast um i felt like i niched down who who I'm talking or the guests that I want and that has been way easier to do than the people that I'm talking to and Mm. I don't like I thought they would kind of translate like towards each other Uh um I'm still not sure because I'm still in the process of you know existing and what have you (laughs) (laughs) yes um but it's funny to be like so what is What is small enough, um, but also broad enough?
1: Exactly, because it's like I've been afraid, like, oh, if I'm so niche, like, I mean, really, I don't know if if there's data out there about how many African immigrants in the U.S. listen to podcasts. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like the data on like African-American listeners probably has some Africans mixed in there. But I've always been like, dang, like, if I, like, maybe I won't be able to have, like, a, you know, um, a significant listener base if I'm, like, so niche. Because, but then I'm like, okay, there are, I think there are four million, about four million Black immigrants in the United States. So I'm like, okay, folks are out there. And even if not, everyone listens to podcasts right now, like this is like a still a growing, you know, medium. Absolutely. So it's like, even if it's like a year from now, um, like that's fine. Like if people just, you know, get like catch on to, you know, podcasts a year from now, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was afraid of kind of limiting like my reach. So that's why I was like, oh, like all black people, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, cause they're, you know, lots of, you know, millions and millions of, you know, uh, black folks in the U S. But now I've, I've realized I'm like, no, like I can't try to create content. That's like, that would appeal like universally to all black people in America, like,
0: Mm -hmm. or
1: black people in the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're too diverse obviously.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Despite
0: what society tries to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 um, yeah, I think I'm still, I'm, I'm maybe, like, I don't want to say this as any sort of a linear thing, but I'm still very much inside of that step um, Mm. that you're referring to, where I'm kind of like, I, I just want to talk to people who are in the process of building a platform. Yeah. Like, I think there are a lot of people already speaking to experts um, or to people who have done the thing, and that's great, obviously, and very useful. But there was this <laughs> there's this woman whose name is Lisa Nicole Bell, and I'm um, absolutely professionally infatuated with her. <laughs> <laughs> And I was listening to her on a podcast. And in the same moment that I'm sort of like, whoa, I need to know everything about her. I also was like, everything she's saying will not apply to me for another five, six years. Uh Um, And that's kind of an arbitrary number because I don't really know when whatever business will take off when. But Uh these are things that I cannot yet apply. And so I was that was part of the catalyst for this podcast
1: i think you're going to be able to reach just a lot of people who are interested in just starting something you know um and i feel like it's inspiring to hear like how someone is building whatever platform you know they're building like even if i don't want to be like a youtuber or something like that i would still be able to, to connect with like um, their
0: like hunger and like-
1: yes, yes. With their story, like what motivates them, their hunger, um, mm-hmm. how they're overcoming challenges, how they're um, asking for help, like who they're going to, to kind of help them build what they're building. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then it would get me thinking like, Oh, like, okay, I could also ask this person or reach out to this organization or use this this resource um mm-hmm. so i like it i like it because it's it's kind of like the podcast i mentioned earlier how i built this yeah um, because he doesn't just focus on you know people who found these like large corporations you know he's also focused on people who've built like movements you know so yeah. that's not necessarily like okay just a founder story it's like okay, they've built, like, this entire movement, like, how did they do it, Um, and so even if I listen to a story of someone starting a coconut water company, like, I would still be able to connect with it, and be like, ah, like, that's how, that's how they did it, cool, you know, yeah, Um, Yeah. so, yeah, that's exciting, though, I'm, I'm excited for
0: you. (laughs) Thanks, but enough about me, this is your <laughs> hour. <laughs> what's a what's the misstep that you've learned the most from? Ooh, wow, misstep.
1: One thing is one thing that I've kind of looked back on and been like, okay, I should have been more prepared. Um, mm-hmm. Is when you know maybe I'll see something in the news or there's some headline or something that everyone's talking about. And I'll kind of be like, oh my gosh, I need to do an episode on that. Um, But I don't take my time. Like I don't do enough research, enough um, just work to prepare for the episode. And I feel like I have a couple of those episodes, like two in particular I'm thinking of that I just felt weren't as strong. Um, Like if someone were to like listen back, I feel like a misstep is like feeling pressured to put out certain content because I feel like, oh, like my listeners are definitely going to want to hear, you know, my take on this or just more details about this. But, you know, taking that step to put that content out without doing my due diligence and like ensuring that I'm super prepared and informed to actually talk about that thing cause I feel like it's wasting people's time and I haven't gotten any negative feedback. Thank goodness, uh, from it, but I'm just like, I'm not going to tune into a podcast that's like talking about some headline, but isn't like kind of digging deep into like why this happened. Let me give some historical context. Who, who's this going to impact? Like, you know, where do I find additional resources to learn more about this? Like, Yeah. I mean, listening back, I'm sure people wouldn't even figure it out because I maybe I just was able to wing it. (laughs) Um, um, But there's yeah, there's a particular episode that I thought about um, that I've been thinking about, like, dang, like I should have been more prepared uh, for that one. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, I would say that's a misstep, kind of like not being prepared. um, And maybe I'm maybe I'm too hard on myself. I don't know. But I just, I just like to do things well and, and be very thoughtful about everything that I do. So, um,
0: so yeah. Yeah. It it seems very clear that you like thorough research. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, there's so many layers to, especially like some of the, the topics or the things that I try and talk about on the podcast, you know, it's like there's just so much um, that even, like, someone that would be tuning in, they probably wouldn't be too informed about. Um, and so I feel like I shouldn't be assuming, like, oh, people know, right. you know, about this company, and they know about, you know, this particular industry or space, and then I'm just jumping in and giving, like, commentary on whatever without, like, just – really mapping it out and being like let me set the stage this is this is what's happening and this is you know that type of thing so I I definitely want to move towards that type of content and
0: yeah
1: the thing is it's is it's um it's really time consuming like it takes a lot of time to be able to like do a whole bunch of research put it together um organize it so it flows well and then deciding whether, like, oh, I w- I'm going to do a solo episode and just talk about it, or let me try and find um, a co-host or a guest or something to um, kind of chat through it um, together. So, yeah, it's it takes more time, but I feel like people definitely love or enjoy that type of content, or they appreciate it, because it's like, wow, I'm listening, and i have actually left with, like, new information I've, yeah. I've you know I'm more informed about this subject um which is something like if I decide to like go full-time like I would definitely um bring on someone who can like help search me.
0: Assistant? yes yeah. yes
1: that would be super helpful <laughs> makes sense.
0: um yes so how so you've been doing this for a year And you just said maybe 20 minutes ago that you are like, okay, with this idea that perhaps some of your perfect listeners will not get into podcasts for another year or so. And I'm so curious, how are you, what are you doing to keep yourself motivated? Why are you willing to do this right now without necessarily knowing or guaranteeing profit? Or I don't even know what your goal is actually
1: with this. <laughs> Ooh, um, that's a great question. Um I mean, I just love I love what I'm doing. Like I love having these conversations. Um because not too many platforms are out there having these type of conversations. And I feel like it's really critical um or these topics are super critical for especially a lot of um you know african immigrants who Mm
0: -hmm.
1: are really you know still connected to their home countries they want to see things change they want to see um like a difference and they want to be a part of that you know and so it's like where do i start you know like that's where most people are at like you know, I might not be ready right now. But you know, when I am ready, like, what do I need to have? Like, do I need to have a whole bunch of money? Or do I just need to be like, really connected to people like in my home country? Like, how can I even begin to support their work right now? You know, um, like, what can I do? Like, everyone's just, everyone seems just really hungry to contribute in some way. And so I'm like, okay, let me let me see if I can be the person to kind of help just gather all the resources and be like, this is how this person did it. Like you could do it this way too. Um, And so I guess, yeah, I just feel like these are just really important um, conversations for us to have. And so that's what drives me to keep going, even though, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get to like a million downloads, like, I don't know. But if I'm reaching thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people and they leave, you know, after listening to an episode, they leave like inspired and like more motivated to like, you know, start something or make a connection or, you know, invest or, you know, whatever that looks like, like if they can like listen and just take something away from it, like I'm... I'm super happy. Um, Mm. Yeah, because I think it's just a really critical time um, and we're seeing, like, we're seeing, like, a lot of, of, like, for instance, like, um, lots of foreign influence and I think I saw someone refer to it as, like, economic colonialism or... That might Mm. be the wrong word, but um, someone was just... (laughs) (laughs) That sounds exactly correct. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. (laughs) We're seeing a lot of that happen. And it's like a lot of the growth and the development that you see happening, like on the African continent, it's not, it's not led by us, or at least the ones that get the most press and stuff. Like most of those aren't led by us, like people Mm -hmm. that are Africans. So it's like, we're, this is just a really critical time and it's like, if there's a way we can, like, arm ourselves with lots of information um, and hopefully kind of change that or shift that um, ASAP, like, you know, why not? Um, And so, um, yeah, so that's why I do this, because, like, I really care um, about the continent, like, most of my family's still there, and so do, you know, a lot of my listeners. So it's, like, How, how do we, you know, contribute in a way? Cause we, the last thing we want is like, you know, to just sit back, you know, be super relaxed and comfortable, you know, here in the U S and it's like other people are, you know, seeing the potential that Africa has are actively investing in the continent. They're starting businesses, they're, they're building things and it's like, we don't want other people to benefit from our, you know, our resources and our, our homes. It's like, we want to be a part of that and we want to also um, ensure that we're like the um, beneficiaries of, you know, all that development. So.
0: Yeah. What is your ultimate vision for yourself? as it relates to your Diaspora?
1: That is an excellent question. Um, what is my ultimate vision? Um, I mean, I see this growing into not just a podcast, like I would love to be able to produce other types of content, um, that still kind of covers topics related to, um, the continent and, you know, people that are living, um, you know, abroad. Like I I would still like the same content, but, but just in different like mediums. So whether that's um, like more video content, I think that would be great. Um, mm-hmm. And then I see this, at least I see myself um, doing, starting some sort of business And making it so, for instance, like a business idea I had was for people, like, especially like in my mom's generation who are, they're at a point where they have more money than us 20-somethings. Right. (laughs) And, you know, they're at a point where they're like, okay, you know, I want to prepare for my retirement and maybe I want to retire, you know, back home. So let me... um, ensure I, you know, I have a home to go to when I do retire. So like, let me build like a house or let me, um, you know, start like a farm or something um, to ensure that I'll have like an income when I decide to go back home. So like a lot of people, I'd say like 45 and up are in that stage where they, you know, actually have the means to like be investing and, and that sort of thing. And so, My um, business idea and actually my mom kind of was like, oh, you should do this. Basically, for people that are starting projects in Africa, I would start some sort of like project management um, company that would ensure that everything that they're doing is like done well um, and, you know, all of the payments and, and things that they would be sending are, you know, secure and, you know, all of the... Um, supplies that they would need are you know sourced correctly and you know verified to be you know coming from like reputable vendors and things like that so essentially just a company um, not necessarily a construction management company but a company that's helping facilitate any sort of um, projects that someone is starting um, on the continent so Mm. that's like a A business idea that I had because one one of the biggest barriers is like People when people are are here in the US and they want to let's say build a house back home. It's like they're often relying on maybe family to kind of help them out with stuff. So it's like, oh, let me send my cousin. A thousand dollars. And I'm going to trust that my cousin is going to go buy the right uh, bricks or, you know, buy the right cement and um, hire, you know, legitimate um, companies to help, you know, maybe lay the foundation of the house. A lot of times that does not go well because (laughs) it's like you're relying on, you know, people that that know you too well and are very comfortable oftentimes taking advantage of you um you know taking your money buying low quality supplies because they're trying to like you know you know profit from (laughs) from the money that you sent them um you know maybe they'll just hire some like random people to be like hey help me build this but you know they're not like legitimate you know people who've actually had experience building things. So it's like there's there's just a huge barrier when it comes to like being able to trust people um, with your projects back home. And so the business would basically solve that problem and be like, hey, we've got, you know, reputable suppliers, reputable yeah. vendors, you know, we'll make sure payments are, you know, super transparent. Um, we'll regularly, you know, update you on like the status of your your projects will just ensuring that everything goes smoothly and people don't have that headache of like, oh my gosh, I sent money to this person. And re- what's the status of my project? Mm-hmm. Like, I think doing something like that would be really interesting. So yeah. I think okay. that would, oh, thanks. <laughs> I think it would really align well with just everything that I'm, I'm doing. And then um, I could use podcast as a platform to um obviously talk about what I'm I'm building or what I'm doing yep. and I think it's just I'm all about alignment and stuff so mm-hmm. I'm like oh it would totally work well <laughs> Yeah, so
0: it makes perfect sense my parents are dealing with exactly what you're referring to right now so yeah <sighs> except and, we're Jamaican so we're not
1: you know, ah okay from Jamaica okay interesting interesting
0: yeah yeah, like, every
1: single one of my mom's friends has gone through that. Like, yeah. some people have literally sent thousands and thousands of dollars, and then it's like, you go back home, like, where's my house? Like,
0: right. Right. Like, somehow where is they also it? sold the plot of land, even though they didn't have the deed, like, yes.
1: <laughs> All of those things, it's like, what? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: I, I also, I really like what you're saying about alignment in terms of being able to use your podcast as a platform for your other, for your business. Um, it's really great once you figure out how to weave it in without it being like, buy my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Okay, cacao, now it's time for the seedling round, where short questions lead to tasty answers. Awesome, awesome. How do you measure time?
1: How do I measure time? Wow, Um, that's a great question. I feel like it's all, like, yes, there's, you know, the traditional way or the standard way of measuring time, but (laughs) I don't know if I'm necessarily the best at it just, yeah, because I, I usually just do my own thing. <laughs> I'm often, um, I don't, I don't think I even have a good sense of time,
0: honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you know, like how people are like, oh, I think that'll take me like two and a half hours.
0: Mm-hmm. I just,
1: and this is horrible because I, I have like a project management certification. So I should, be, <laughs> I, should be, I should be, I should be way better at being able to like estimate, you know, how long um, things will take me. So um, I don't know if I really have a great answer for that. I just know I'm not the best at it and it's something that I'm I'm actively working on,
0: (laughs) improving. Yeah. Time, I would say, is a difficult one. I'm super, I have no concept really of time. (laughs) I was talking to my brother-in-law once and I was asking him, I was talking about, like, a cat that we used to have. And I was, like, do you remember Libby, the cat that we used to have? And he was, like, yeah, we had her two weeks ago. Like, (laughs) yes, I remember. And I was, like, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know? Oh, my gosh. And I'm, I'm like, the worst with, like, like you know how people are, like, oh, yeah, that was third grade. Or that was fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Oh, that happened in fifth grade. I'm, like, how the heck do you remember? (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm like, they all, like, just kind of blur, like, or blend in together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because my brother will say stuff like, oh, yeah, that happened when I, you know, I was in second grade, and, and I'm like, what? I'm like, how do you, what? Like, how did you even? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: I'm yeah. not the best at it. <laughs> how would you, def- or what is your favorite episode, if you have one, of Dear Diaspora?
1: Favorite episode of Dear Diaspora. Wow. I mean, actually recently, it's not been released. I don't know if that counts. But um, I recently had an interview. I recently interviewed, um, his name is Iinolua Aboyeji. He's um, regarded as one of the most successful African entrepreneurs of our time. Um, And he is uh, one of the co-founders of Andela and Flutterwave, um, two really successful um, African companies. And now he's started this, um, I believe it's called the Fund for Africa. And so he's all about, and he's only 29, and he's all about now like investing in, African-led startups that are impacting the continent in some way. And so um, he's, yeah, that's what he's doing. And it's just really remarkable because after founding those two super successful startups, he was like, all right, I'm going (laughs) to retire. As a 20-something-year-old, he's like, I'm going to retire, and I'm going to move back home. So he moved back to Nigeria, and now he's, like, actively just working to Uh, mentor coach invest in you know African-led startups and I think it's just the coolest thing and if um whoever is listening like if you want to look him up on YouTube like he has really great um he has I think a couple TED talks or maybe just one um but he's very much like anti um anti like the whole like elitism on the continent yeah um And he's very much like, we shouldn't measure our growth and success based on like the very few that are able to make it to the top. He's very much like, okay, if there are millions of children who can't afford to go to school, we're not doing well, you know, Mm -hmm. like as a society. And he's like, let's, let's tackle that and not like celebrate the one doctor who made it. And, you know, they're attempting to serve, you know, like a hundred thousand people. And there's, there's just that one doctor, like, that's not like, okay, great that that doctor was able to make it, but let's address why there's only one doctor, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, things like that. So I just, I just love his mindset and and his passion for the continent. So, um, that episode, I, I just can't wait to release it hopefully in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Cool. And there will probably be a link to it in the description, because by the time this comes out, I think yours will be <laughs> um, Cacao, that ends the seedling round. Awesome. Uh, so I like to end with two things. The first is, um, what is your greatest ambition manifested?
1: Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is my greatest ambition? Um, man, I mean, I just, I don't want people to suffer. Like I want people to have, um, just access to whatever they need to just be healthy, um, you know, feed themselves and their families, um, and just live in a, in a comfortable space. Like that, that is like my big old goal. Like I I would love to see that. Like, I, I don't know if I'll, I doubt that I'll see it in my, in this lifetime. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll see it in this lifetime, but I think that's like bare minimum. Like people should have food to eat. People should be able to take, to be healthy and take care of themselves and their families. Like bottom line so anything that I can do to kind of contribute to that like I would absolutely love to to be a part of
0: certainly so beautiful so noble (laughs) what is the question of the week I would say
1: what can you do by the end of the year to positively impact somebody's
0: life. What can you do by the end of the year to positively impact someone's life? Yes. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Where can the people find you and connect with you?
1: Yes. Um, So um, I'm most active on Instagram, so you can follow me on Instagram at diaspora. Um, I'm on Twitter at Dear Diaspora Pod. Facebook, if you use Facebook at Dear Diaspora as well. Um, yeah, I can give my personal handle. Uh, my profile's public, uh, so I'm. you can find me at Ndula, which is like my first name, so yeah. at N-D-U-U-L-W-A um, or you can visit DearDiasporaShow.com to learn more about the podcast and um, see all the episodes and you know um, join our newsletter all those things and then of course you can listen to the pod wherever you listen to podcasts so apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud stitcher uh youtube so yes thank you
0: awesome thank you so much for being a guest absolutely oh this is Thank you for listening to my conversation with Ndula. Uh, So many awesome gems in this one. Here are some of my favorites. First, know when it is time to invest in yourself. Be very curious about your data. And if it's not where you want it to be, then learn from the people who, who are where you want to be. And the second thing that I loved is her talking about the thing that keeps her motivated is the importance of the conversation she's having. And just remembering that she didn't see it, so she created a show that would highlight the story she wanted to highlight, and that is important, and people are getting something out of it. So I think that's really beautiful. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, rate and review, share it with friends, especially share it if there's a lesson or a tidbit that you think someone would get a lot out of. Thank you, I'll see you in the next one.